SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap. Before we get into tonight's PSL radio show, Second Jano. By the way, Matthew Booth and Gavin Hunt joining us this evening. Time to look at some of the stories making news. India wrestled back some of the momentum from the Proteas on day one of the first test in Mohali. Natalie Jaman has followed the action and filed this report. Day one ended with South Africa 28 for two in their first inning, still trailing by 173 runs after India were bowled out for 201. South Africa lost Stian van Sal, LBW to Ravi Chandran Ashwin for five from 23 with one four to his name. Faf Duplessis was bowled by Dadeja for naught from four in the ninth over of South Africa's innings. But Dean Algar and Hashim Amla saw things through to the close with Algar making 13 from 59 and Amla will start tomorrow on nine from 34 with one four to his name. India were bowled out for two 201 with Dean Algar picking up 4 for 22 in 8 overs, including a maiden. Werner Philander took 2 for 38 in 15 overs, while Imran Tahir picked up 2 for 23 in his 10 that he bowled. On debut, Kajisa Rubada finished with 1 for 30 in 10, while Simon Harmer picked up 1 for 51 in his 14 overs. In India's uh, innings, the top score of 75 came from Murali Vijay, who faced 136 balls and hit 12 fours, but the rest of the batsmen struggled on what has been a very difficult pitch. Matthew Jamanis for SFM Sport. Yassi Shah's 4 for 44 helped Pakistan rip through England for just 156. In doing so, they won the third test by 127 runs and sealed that three-match series 2-0. At the Gabba earlier today, Australia piled on the runs in the first test against New Zealand. At Stumps, 389 for two is what the Aussies were. David Warner scored 163 and still at the crease. Usman Khawaja on 102. South African men's under-23 team will face host Senegal in the opening match of the CAF under-23 African Cup of Nations tournament on the 28th of November. South Africa have been drawn in Group A alongside the hosts Zambia, Tunisia and they'll also be based in Dakar. Following the 2015 Rugby World Cup World Rugby have announced their 2015 Dream Team. Skulk Berger and Ibn Etzebeth the only South Africans to make that lineup. Kevin Anderson has been nominated for the ATP World Tour as one of the 20 outstanding players of 2015. The World number uh, 12 was also nominated for the Fans Favourite Award which includes amongst, uh, amongst others Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, Andy Murray and Gail Mafit. Speaking of Rafael Nadal, Anderson plays him later on tonight and Chris Bowers filed this report. Playing a two and three quarter hour match until half past midnight isn't the ideal preparation for playing one of the game's fiercest competitors. But that's the reality facing Kevin Anderson when he takes on Rafael Nadal at about ten o'clock tonight. Anderson saved a match point midway through his match with Dominic Team last night, so simply being here is a major achievement, and it may well help him that he has to go for broke. Let's face it, sitting on the baseline trying to trade punches with Nadal will do the South African no good at all, so he has to serve big and get to the net as often as he can. That way he might just win a set, something he's yet to do against Nadal in two matches to date. Chris Powers for SAFM Sport, Paris. Brandon Grace leads the HSBC champions in Shanghai. The South African who's chasing his first WGC victory is nine under par after a 63 one stroke clear of the pack. Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy are well placed. Five adrift. Nick Dye is there. Grace is twice a champion on the European Tour this season and while those wins came at the start of the campaign he's also shown his well-being recently with an unbeaten run in the President's Cup. He's determined to finish the year in style and from sixth in the race to Dubai closing the gap on Rory McIlroy. Grace is one clear of the Dunhill Lynx champion Torbjorn Olesen. Stephen Bowditch and Kevin Kisner also share eight under while many of the heralded names are nicely placed after a low-scoring first day. There were some signs of the expected rustiness for Spieth, but he's four under par, level with Louis Tazen, Bubba Watson and McElroy, who says he's lost ten pounds as a result of food poisoning, but is happy with the foundation for the week, given his circumstances. 
Looking at some MotoGP news, Valentino Rossi's appeal against his penalty for this weekend's uh, Valencia MotoGP has been dismissed by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. We've been following that story uh, throughout the week as well. Interesting what is happening there. And uh, yeah, still coming up on the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo tonight. Don't forget, we're chatting to Matthew Booth. Stick around for that. Uh, some other news just in as well. Uh, Warren Gatlin says he plans to step down as Wales coach after the 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan. So he'll be around for another four years as well. And speaking of football too, there's a whole bunch of UEFA Europa League uh, action to look forward to this evening as well. We'll give you some of those fixtures at the end of the show tonight. But right now, let's uh, chat to Bidvest Vitz coach Kevin Hunt. <laughs> It's time for the PSL Radio Show. For all you need to know about the Premier Soccer League, fixtures, results, and all the latest news. Proudly brought to you by APSA. Today, tomorrow, together. PSL Radio Show. You're listening to the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo, and some interesting results last night in the PSL. And uh, the biggest of them was that 4-0 win by Bidvest Witz over Platinum Stars at the Royal Buffer King. A fantastic victory uh, for the students. And we're joined now by the coach, Kevin Hunt. Kevin, welcome on to the show. First up, congratulations. You must be pretty chuffed with that win. Yeah, a little bit unexpected, uh, but uh, we're happy with the win. You know, we haven't scored many goals. And last night we got a few, so yeah, we're happy with the win. Gonna, most important thing was the win. I was yeah. going to say, you, you're not concerned that you, you've you've used all your goals up in one game, but uh, I'm sure you'll take it eh? any way they come. Yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> we've, we've created a lot of chances this season, but I mean, we haven't been sc- I mean, we scored one in five, and then we scored four in one, so it was one of those games, but we played really well, and, you know, we had a good uh, good attitude amongst us, the players, and it was good last night, you know. I mean, I say that in jest, Gavin. It's, uh, it hasn't been the ideal preparation or, or build-up to, to last night's game for, for, for you and the squad. Obviously, with everything that's been going on around the university, it's been pretty difficult. Yeah. So that probably makes it even more satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, the training has been moved, and we've had to move training grounds, and you know we couldn't get into the training, and uh, it was an absolute nightmare. And the games were cancelled, you know, the Cosmos game, you know, the student protesting. So it was, it's been a nightmare the last couple of weeks. So it was good to get it. Certainly two games back-to-back so close, you know. It was good. Yeah, you got another one coming up this weekend. You mentioned uh, Cosmos and that uh, game that was cancelled. coming up on uh, the 8th. Uh, that also, Sunday. yeah, on uh, playing at home. You, you you must take a lot of confidence out of uh, out of last night's clash into that one. I, you know, I, I don't really know what to expect because, I mean, we've been sort of, uh, as I said, we've been taking one foot forward and then one foot back and then treading water. And the whole season has been like it. So, you know, I mean, we had a great result against Pirates two, three weeks ago, and then we played Celtic at home where we really wanted to take initiative, and we got a draw. So, you know, we never know. So we just have to prepare properly tomorrow and uh, Saturday and then take it Sunday, another game, you know. As far as the squad goes, Gavin, uh, I mean, from, from an injury perspective, how are things looking? Are you pretty happy with, uh, with, with the state of, of play in that squad at the moment? Well, we're very thin at the moment, very thin. Uh, you know, with player suspensions and injuries and... So it's, it doesn't mean a good, but you know, we just have to mix and match, and, and that's why I say that a lot of younger players come through and they've done well for us, you know. Kevin, the last time we spoke, we were talking about some of the, the I don't want to say smaller teams, because I don't think there are too many in the PSL at the moment. I mean, if you compare this yeah. season to last season, Kaiser Chiefs were cleaning up. This season's a totally different kettle of fish, where, where anyone can win on the day. And, and like you say, you're not quite sure what to expect from Cosmos. You, on paper, you should beat them, but we all know that football's not played on paper. 
no, not not the PSL. The PSL is the most wide open. I said to the players not uh, before the game. I said this is the most wide open league I've seen, and I've been you know involved quite a little longer than anybody. So uh, this league is is wide, wide open, wide open. I think anybody can win this league. And I think it's all about consistency. Yeah, you, know. you talk about that consistency, and that was one of the, the things you mentioned the last time we spoke as well, is, is that it's difficult to get that consistency when it's so stop-start. Having a couple of games or a few games like this so close to, together, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't just help for, for the consistency, but obviously helps with match fitness and, and getting the guys on, on that sharp edge of the, where they should be. You must be pretty happy playing, playing so many games back-to-back. I know it's, you're a big fan of, of more football than, mm-hmm. than less football. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, it's well documented. I said in this country we don't play enough football, you know. Um, and this week we play three games, and then we don't, then we don't play for two weeks. Then we play a game, and then we don't play for four weeks. So the next couple of games is so spread out; it's, it's absolute nightmare. I don't know how we're going to, but we just have to manage it uh, day by day and take it from there. Try and get through Sunday first, and then. Worry about the rest, you know. Kevin, what do you do with the squad in those breaks? I mean, it's it's one thing just spending time on the training ground, but how do you keep them sort of? It, it, the sharpness is different on a training ground than, than in a match situation. As a coach, that that must be so frustrating. Well, well what we'll do, obviously, uh, I'm giving the players off. I mean, we cannot keep training. It's madness. So we can have off for a week, week to ten days. Certainly, with a, with a four week break, we can have. So uh, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, the next two weeks, obviously we got four, five. I think we got nine players away next week out of the squad, so there won't be much gain on them. Uh, then when they get back, we'll we only get back a day or two before the next game, and then, you know, as I said, we'll have four weeks. So I'm going to give the players off. You know, they know that already. It almost feels like you're starting a brand new season when you start 2016. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. When, well, that's pretty much what we can do. Then we're going to have to train through Christmas because we play really early in January, so we'll train through Christmas and New Year. And so we're going to have a holiday in November now, I've told the players. So that's it. Kevin, looking at the log the way it is now, coming into the season, you, you were obviously hopeful and you, you wanted to, to win silverware, particularly the league this season. Are you satisfied with, with the way things have gone? I mean, you've got a game in hand. You're sitting top of the log uh, with, with Sundowns at the moment, equal on points, but you, you do have that extra game. Are you, you satisfied with the way things have, have, have started this year? No, not really. We're very disappointed, actually, because I think the top eight are certainly one we've targeted. You know, we had a good draw to play Ajax home and away. And uh, through various reasons, <laughs> I don't want to get into that now. I mean, you know, we lost the semi-final and um, and then uh, we lost the Telcom as well, which is really disappointing for me as well. So the two cup competitions have done very badly. But the league, we, you know, we've shown a little bit of form, a little bit of consistency. But it's been so spread out. So we can't really... But as I said, you know, you, know, you, you want to be where we are now come uh, after 30 games, not after eight or nine games. So it's a long way to go, long way to go. Kevin, yeah, looking looking at those some of those smaller teams, I mean, we mentioned Cosmos. It, it, it's interesting to see that the smaller uh, clubs coming through. I mean, you look at a team like Pirates, they, they're they struggling. Yes, they've got a heavy workload. Chiefs sitting fifth, although, I mean, they won one away from top of the log. Looking at teams like Arrows and Aces, are, are, are you convinced that South African football's in a, in a, in a really good place? Are the, the bigger sides... Weakened, or is it a case of the smaller sides getting stronger? Not about smaller sides. I mean, like Cosmos. I mean, Cosmos have won this PSL before, so I wouldn't say they're a small side. They've got a great history and a great pedigree, and obviously, you know, Jomo has been in the game a long time. He's a very experienced man, and you know, he's, you know, he's a legend in this country. So, you know, there's no small clubs. I think. I think what has happened is that the, with the money coming into the game, I think teams have been able to afford keep players on decent wages so 
been keeping their better players where days gone by, you know, you lost your better players. And I think the, the playing fields are much, certainly much leveler now than, than my day, you know, where you had one or two teams that sort of ran away with it every year, you know. Well, things are looking really, really interesting on that uh, absolute premiership lot. Gavin Hunt, thank you so much for your time once again this evening. Congrats on their win. Good luck for Sunday, and we look forward to catching up again soon. Okay, man. Thanks very much. All the best, eh? You're an SAA departures controller assisting an elderly lady when suddenly she begins to cry. I know you, she says. I've known you for 43 years. And that's when you realize you're looking into the eyes of your mother's long-lost best friend and that she's no longer the only one crying. Carol Ann's story took her back 43 years. Where did yours take you? Submit your SAA story on our Facebook page and you could be in our next ad. Or book your seat now and create a story of your own. With South African Airways, there's a story in every seat. Book yours now at flysaa.com. Hi, I'm Jeannie D. I'm Bonal Mateba. And I'm Barney Bully. And welcome to our apartment. As we take you on a journey of self-expression. We do it stylishly. We do it lavishly. From food, fashion to DIY. From live performances to inspiring stories. This is your time. Express your curiosity. Express your boldness. Express yourself with Afternoon Express weekdays at 4 p.m. Find us on 3. Hot topics and heated debates. Just the way you like them. SAFM, keeping the temperature soaring all summer. CSL Radio Show. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. The whole of last week, we were building up to that big Soweto derby at the FNB Stadium, and we seem to be doing it again this week. Uh, it's like the festive season in the beginning of November. It's fantastic if you're a, a football fan in South Africa at the moment. And bragging rights at stake. They were last week. They'll definitely be uh, at stake again this week. And we joined uh, by a man who's no stranger to Soweto derbies. Matthew Booth, welcome onto the PSL Radio Show. Second Jala, thanks for chatting to us tonight. No, no worries. I might, uh, unfortunately, I've never played one before, but I've uh, watched and admired um, many of them. And uh, certainly, uh, we're hoping to see another fantastic game that's living up to all the hype. Yeah, absolutely, Matthew. I mean, if you look at last weekend's clash, there was so much talk going into that, that match. Uh, all the pressure was on Orlando Pirates, particularly Eric Tinkler. Uh, he, they, they were desperate for a win, and boy, did they produce. Uh, do you think they can do it two weeks in a row? Yeah, look, I think it's, it's it's been a bit unfair. The pressure that's been put on Mary Tinker's side, they've been doing, they've been flying the flag uh, on the continent for us, and uh, it's very difficult to do both um, successfully. Um, and I think Pirates fans must must come to realise that. But um, he's turned it around um, fantastically well, and you know, with regards to the league, um, and what better way to do it than than with a derby, you know? Um, having said that, uh, I think having played the game so close to each other, normally what happens is that the, the results are reversed. Um, so if I was a betting man, I would put my money on Chiefs to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> You're making all the Buccaneers fans very, very sad, Matthew. But uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. And, and you're saying those two games played close together. Both teams have played a game midweek in the league as well. They're both coming off good wins. So, so even though Chiefs lost on the weekend, both teams will be going into this clash very confident. Yeah, you know, a lot of analysts will go into to the history and the stats, etc. But for me, it's really what's happened in the past week or two. And you're right, you know, both of them, uh, Chiefs had a great win against Arrows at home. And Pirates, again, had a fantastic result away from um, home in Cape Town uh, against Ajax, who were riding on all that emotion after the passing away of Cecil Lolo. So 
that was a huge result for them. Um, and certainly it's now back to, to cup um, scenario and um, they're going to be using that league form to you know, try and boost themselves into the, into the final. Matthew, looking at last week's match, Pirates were, were unstoppable. I mean, they, they just really dominated Kaiser Chiefs. Where do, do Chiefs need to improve this weekend if, if they're going to come away with the win? I think um, I think defensively, you know, they've, they've got to get right. I think um, Eric Matoho and Bukenia at the back have uh, certainly looked a bit shaky against the Pirates' attack. Um, you know, Erasmus and Gabuza were full of running and full of energy, and uh, if they don't control those two, uh, they're going to be in trouble once again, you know. And, um, you know, one wonders whether uh, Pirates of the space of a week, having travelled down to Cape Town, will, will have that energy and verve like that isn't the first derby, uh, that remains to be seen. And that's one of the things that Eric Tinkler's been struggling with. He, was, uh, he spoke about it at the, the post-match press conference last night, where getting that balance right between resting players, and particularly players who are in form, that you don't want to break that, that momentum. And he was speaking about Tamsanko Kubuza and, and just the, the, the rich run of, of, or rich vein of form he's been on, and he rested him last night. Do you think that was a wise decision coming into this derby this weekend? Someone who has been playing so well, giving him a week off, could that have broken his momentum? Well, um, you know, it depends. I'm not on the training field every day with, with Eric Tinkler and his team, you know, so he's obviously seen something which needs to be uh, rectified and um, he's certainly crossing his fingers that it will work. And, uh, you know, with the amount of travelling that they've done, I can understand that um, there's going to be a certain amount of um, tired legs um, and certainly Eric is going to be resting uh, key players at certain times. But having said that, it's a very fine balance that you have to keep um, because ultimately you have to keep a, a very consistent core uh, to that team if you're going to remain successful uh, in the long run. Looking at Steve Compella coming into this one as well, he's, I don't want to say he's under pressure, but he's got big big shoes to fill, obviously taking over from Stuart Baxter last season, who, who had a, a fantastic season with, with Amakosi. This is a must-win for, for Compella. I mean, they... they they, they won win away from being top of the log in, in, in the league, but if they don't make the final of the Telcom knockout, he's going to be under a bit of pressure. Yeah, well, the, the clubs like, um, you know, your Sundowns, Pirates, Chiefs, you're always going to be under pressure. Um, uh, Steve Compella, I mean, taking over from, from Stuart, it was always going to be a poison chalice, wasn't it? I mean, the success that Stuart uh, achieved uh, the last couple of seasons was, was, was incredible. Um so again, you know, the Chiefs fans have got to bear that in mind, but um, they, they're pretty impatient. They want success all the time, especially when it comes to Derby. And um, he, more than anyone else in South Africa, is going to want this uh, result reversed um, in, in favour of a Chiefs win. And um, certainly, after the uh, Arrows game, he would have knuckled down at training and, and pushed the, the reset button um, for what's going to be a fantastic game. Where do you think is going to be the key points for both sides uh, that that Pirates need to to make sure that they they do and 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 Chiefs need to? I mean, you mentioned Chiefs defence, but but for both the teams, where, where's this thing going to be won and lost? Well, I think look, um, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier was the energy of the game. Um, I think you know both teams played during the week. Um, are we going to be uh, back to re- reverting back to those sort of dull draws that we've seen in the past? Or are we going to see another energetic, um, you know, free for all that we saw um, um, a couple of days ago? Um, certainly, we're hoping for the latter. 
Um, and, you know, from the Chiefs' point of view, they've got the likes of Parker, who's just signed a long-term contract. Uh, the BC, there's, you know, there's a bit of um, a rumor going around that this club's been interested in. Uh, is that causing a bit of a disruption in the camp? Um, only time will tell. But, um, like, I, I, I'm going to stick with my... <laughs> With my prediction earlier, I think the, the results will be reversed, and um, this will be a Chiefs day. Okay, so you reckon Chiefs are going to win? Are you brave enough to give us a scoreline, Matthew? Um, I will reckon uh, 2-1, um, and Parker, uh, who's just signed off a three-year contract with um, a whole lot of money, I think he will uh, celebrate with the winning goal. There you have it, Matthew Booth, predicting 2-1 to Kaiser Chiefs. Don't bet your house on it, okay? Uh, Matthew, thank you so much for your time this evening here on the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo. Much appreciate. We look forward to catching up again soon. All right, no problem. PSL Radio Show. You're listening to SAFM. I'm Brad Browning for Dwayne DeLocker this evening on the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo. And a new kid on the block at Bloemfontein Celtic is 24-year-old midfielder Cabello Maslela, who is fast paving his way at Punyasele Sele. Playing in the reserve team, Maslela has already made numerous appearances in the PSL Reserve League this season. The Sebokeng-born player has already signed a contract with the first team. Maslela shares his career and aspirations with PSL Sekonjalo journalist Senonolo Maruti, who filed this report. Maslasela, who goes by the nickname Skipper amongst teammates, says that he started loving football at the age of nine. He was born in Soweto, but relocated to the Val when he started getting into amateur football. What I can say is that uh, actually I'm a Soweto-born person, so I moved to Val. Then I started taking football seriously when I, when I was nine years old. Since then, I played football up until now. I started football, like I said before, when I was nine years old. I was playing for a team called Celta Vigo, back in the dusty streets. Then there's this other guy, Temba Zameni. He took me to Orlando Pirates trial, the development structure. Then I went there. I trained with the development for only three days. They gave me a place to stay. They took me to school. I was playing for Orlando Pirates development for eight years. Then I moved to Bloemfontein. Then I started playing for Roses. I played for Roses for two years. The second year, I signed with Orlando Pirates. I signed with Orlando Pirates a three-year contract. Then after that, I was loaned to back to Roses because I had a knee injury. I was loaned to Roses. Then from Roses, I was loaned again to Sevota. Then from Sevota, I was loaned to the NFT team, which is Royal Eagles. Then. Here I am today, playing for Plumfontein Celtics. The young midfielder shares that he believes he got his talent from his father, who was a very good footballer in his days. My father used to play football. I didn't see him much playing, but what I heard from my family, my mother, my grandparents, they told me that my father used to be a very good player. So, he's the most influential person to me when it comes to football. Masasela's father, Tebuho Masasela, says that he noticed his son had talent from a very young age. I have detected uh, at the age of seven years. My mom used to uh, try to buy us a packet of oranges when she comes back from work. So then Gabriel started to play with an orange in early days. So that's where I detected that actually intending to be a soccer player.
That's where I tend to actually put more attention on him. Masasala says that his first career aspiration was to be a policeman. You know, as a kid, you don't actually dream about being a soccer star or whatsoever. All you wanted to be when you grow up is to be a policeman, a doctor, whatsoever. At that stage, when I was growing up, I, I wanted to be a policeman, to be honest. But I realized that, no, 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 that's, that's not my thing. Actually, I was meant to play football. Matlasala says that signing with Celtic is not his first PSL contract. Matlasala signed with Orlando Pirates when he was 21 years old. I faced a lot of challenges because it's not my first uh, PSL contract. I was signing to Orlando Pirates when I was 21 years old. It was difficult to break into Orlando Pirates team, trust me. It wasn't easy. I didn't even get a chance to wear the Orlando Pirates jersey. But it taught me, it taught me to be a strong person, to work hard, to be where I am today. Matlasala's father shares that his son's stint at Pirates was very difficult. He says that the family is very proud of him and hope for the best. Actually, you went through difficult uh, uh, times at Pirates because sometimes they, they called him, actually at the end of the season, they called him to come and train. After the training, they decided to loan him again. You know, he was taken from pillar to post. So now I felt that it's high time because I've been monitoring his games all the time. So I felt much strange that actually uh, he has to play at first division So because I've been monitoring his games. So now we are very proud about him because he, he's, he's an uprising player. He can be a good player. He can be a super modern what he is today. Masasala says that his long-term plan is to play in the highly competitive and lucrative UEFA League. As a soccer player, everyone wants to play in Europe. I, I would love to play Champions League. In five years' time, I would love to see myself playing in the Champions League, competing with those best players around Europe, around Africa. So, yeah, five years from now, I want to see myself playing somewhere, but not in South Africa by working hard and trusting God. Matlasala's father has the same dreams for his son and says that he has always encouraged his son to play like Argentinian professional footballer Lionel Messi. You know, I always encourage him about Lionel Messi. Every time when he gets the ball, you need to be selfish sometimes like Lionel Messi. I want to see him playing abroad. Then I can be more than about what this is today. Matlasala is thankful for the game time he is getting in the Reserve League. He is yet to make his PSL debut. Tenolo Miruti, PSL Secunjalo, Bluefontein Celtic. Are you tired of television replays? Get all the sports news you need to know on SAFM Sports Special this weekend. Sick of always missing your favorite SAFM shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free podcast service that allows you to access them directly from your cell phone, PC or tablet, whenever and wherever you're ready to listen. Go to safm.co.za and click on podcast. This takes you to the SAFM page on iono.fm. Follow at iono.fm on Twitter or like it on Facebook for regular updates. You never have to miss your favorite shows. SAFM podcasts powered by iono.fm. PSL Radio Show. Well, that's it for the PSL radio show Second Jalo. Tonight, I mentioned at the top of the show, there's a whole host of UEFA Europa League action taking place tonight and a couple of mouth clashes to look forward to. 
just looking at uh, some of the fixtures. There are a whole host. I'm not going to go through all of them, but Ajax up against Fenerbahce. That should be a, a wonderful game of football. Liverpool are away there in Russia up against Ruben Kazan. And Tottenham Hotspur playing Anderlecht tonight as well. That should be a great game too. And then just looking at uh, some of the others. Uh, Schalke up against Sparta Prague. Also should be a great game. And Alkmaar up against Augsburg as well. So that's all coming up tonight in the UEFA Europa League. Don't forget, tomorrow morning you can get uh, some more sports with Janet Witten on AM Live. Make sure you tune in then for all the results. The cricket's bright and early once again tomorrow morning. Day two of the first test between the Proteas and India. And then I'm away for the weekend. I'll be back again on Monday. John Herica will be on PM Live tomorrow afternoon. Dwayne DeLocke in for me tomorrow night on the on SAFM Sports Ramp. So thank you to the both of them for uh, picking up the slack. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. And uh, coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop. Nelly Maleo is going to be keeping you company for the next couple of hours and keeping up to date with everything that's happening in your world. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Right now, though, uh, it is time for some news. So for myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, don't forget you can be in touch. Find us on social media. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap. Have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock.